Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Corral, and I'm here today to give you a word from the Lord because you are so precious to God. But first, before we begin today's teaching, I want to welcome you. And also for those of you that are joining us for the first time, I want to invite you to go to our website at mydayofdestiny.com. There you can see and hear all of our podcasts. You can select any podcast you choose and listen to it and add to your spiritual curriculum and add to your library and experience the wealth of wisdom that God wants to give you for your ministry, for your destiny, for your place, for your position. Now, beloved saints, let's go to the Word of God. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Corral, and today I have a prophetic word for you. God wants you to know that this is the time of coming out of the breaking point into your breakthrough. Some people may ask, Dr. Corral, what is a breaking point? And for a moment, if you allow me, I want to share with you what a breaking point is, because a breaking point is a point that you just can't take it anymore. You know, the meaning of a breaking point, let me read it for you. A point at which a person gives way under stress. Are you under stress? Have you been tried and tested and you just don't feel like you can go another minute, another second with the testing? A breaking point is also a point at which a situation becomes completely critical. It's taken on a whole new level of pain, of inconvenience, and of stress. God wants you to know, beloved, if you have been in a time of a breaking point, that this is the time for your breakthrough. God wants to bring you from breaking point to breakthrough. And I'm going to show you how today, as we look just for a moment at the book of Ruth, I want you to see, dear child of God, that Naomi, Naomi and Ruth are the primary persons that are spoken of here in the book of Ruth. Naomi means pleasant one. But do you know that when she arrived in Bethlehem after being gone for 10 long years, she was completely at the breaking point. The Bible tells us that she changed her name to her friends in Bethlehem. And she said, don't call me Naomi anymore. Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt bitterly with me. What does it mean when we become so under desperation that we actually feel like our name has changed? I know I get letters, I get calls where people that have said, I just feel like my name is sorrow. Or others who say, I feel like my name 
is trials. Or others who say, did God change my name? I feel like this time has been changed to a time of constant trials, tribulation. Now I'm going to show you how God can bring a total divine turnaround in your life. This is prophetic, not only through a prophetic word that I feel God is giving me for you right now. Those of you who feel like you're just at the breaking point, if one more thing happens, you're going to come become completely unglued. But I want you to know that there is a supernatural solution for you. If we follow the footsteps of what the Bible is teaching us and one of those footsteps that leads from breaking point to breakthrough is to come to the place of the visitation of God. You see, beloved saints, if we look at this text, we are going to see here in the book of Ruth that the Bible teaches us how to come out of devastation into absolute complete restoration, because that's what God did for Naomi. After losing her husband, losing her two precious sons, losing all of her wealth, losing her reputation, losing everything. Naomi's legacy teaches us that there is life after loss. And I want you to know how life after loss can actually take place in your life. You see, Naomi's husband made a series of deadly decisions and she became the brunt of those deadly decisions. But you know something? Naomi, even in her older age, made a decision toward destiny. It is possible for you to walk in breakthrough if you can just ask God, what is the decision toward destiny that will change my life forever? And you know something? Naomi made that decision. What was that decision? She made the decision to move toward the visitation of God. She made the decision to move out of Moab and return to the land of Israel. And I want you to know right now, if you could just make that decision to move out of your Moab. What is your Moab? Your Moab is the place of devastation. Your Moab is a place of confusion. Your Moab is a place that is distanced from your destiny. This actually is not who you are. You are not called to live in Moab. You are called to live in the visitation of God. And Naomi so wanted the visitation of God that she was willing to pay any price for it. She made a decision and she turned tragedy into a turnaround. And I believe today, if you make that decision to walk toward revival, to walk toward the place of God's presence, to say, that's it, I'm done with Moab. I'm just going to focus only on the presence of God. I'm gonna make a decision that God will bring me toward visitation. No matter what it takes to move toward the visitation of God, I'm going to do it. This is what the Bible tells us. If we just look for one moment at the book of Ruth, the Bible says, then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she heard in the country of Moab how the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. 
God visiting his people and giving them bread means she made a move toward the presence of God toward the place where God's word was being distributed. She made a decision to come out of Moab into the miraculous manifestation of God's visitation through giving them bread, through hearing the word. You see, there's something about hearing God's word that breaks the yoke. There's something about the word of God that severs strongholds, breaks chains, and brings us into that divine place of providence that God has ordained for our life. Now, now, beloved saints, I want you to join me right now, live in your Belinda, hear the word, make the, the decision in your life to move toward the visitation of God. And I promise you, beloved, that God will bring you into a place of coming out of devastation into absolute, complete restoration. If you make that decision for destiny, put the presence of God above everything in your life. Put seeking him as number one priority. Let the things of this world go and move toward the visitation of God and watch what God will do. Now let's go live to the service in your Belinda during this incredible time of Holy Spirit visitation. Hear that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Beloved saints, what I want you to see, Acts chapter one, verse eight, you shall receive dunamis. You see, dunamis is a word. Dunamis is a word that means to be able. Dunamis is a word that gives strength. I want you to understand you are going to receive the same power. Please understand this. The power that Jesus walked in as a man. The power that Jesus walked in for his miracles. The power that Jesus walked in as he walked through Galilee. The power that Jesus walked in. This is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I want you to understand. The Bible tells us that the woman with the issue of blood, she came from the press from behind. Jesus did not even see her. She was walking behind Jesus. Jesus did not turn around to see her, but she said to herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know that I shall be made whole. Now I want you to see that no one heard her saying this prayer. She did not tell anyone. I want you to see Jesus was looking ahead. She was behind him. The Bible says she came from behind in the press. Hundreds were pressing him. But the Bible tells us when she touched him, virtue came out of him. That word virtue is the word dunamis. I want you to understand Jesus said we are going to receive the same dunamis. The dunamis that came out of Jesus when he was walking toward that place to raise Jairus's daughter from the dead and the woman came from behind. He actually felt power go out of him and he turned and he said who touched me? Now I want you to know that he did 
did not see the woman at first. And Peter and the other disciples said, Lord, the crowd is pressing you. How can you say who touched me? But he felt the power leave him. I want you to know that this is the same kind of anointing that God wants to give you when you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. God wants power to come out of you. I hope you understand what I'm talking about. This is not just for a few, but Jesus said you shall receive dunamis. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Beloved saints, God has this dunamis for you today to be able. Somebody ought to shout. Hallelujah. And the little woman, Jesus turned and he had to look. And looking about, the Bible tells us in Mark's gospel, he saw her because she was behind. You see, you don't have to lay hands on somebody for somebody to be healed. You can be walking and the atmosphere where you walk can release miracles. I hope somebody understands what I'm talking about. <laughs> Beloved, I want you to see this power, this dunamis. Somebody said, what is it like? What is the dunamis like? The Bible tells us Every place we see a type and a shadow of the wheat harvest in the Old Testament, we see a similitude, a spiritual similitude of what happened on the day of Pentecost in the New Testament. The Bible tells us in Judges chapter 15, we see in Judges chapter 15 verse 1, the Bible says it was the time of the wheat harvest. Now I want you to understand there are many individuals in the Old Testament that the Holy Spirit came upon. These are only types and shadows of the work of the Spirit when he comes on the day of Pentecost to touch you. And the Bible tells us that in Judges chapter 15, in the time of the wheat harvest, Certain incident was stirred up by Samson with the Philistines. And at that time, Judah had already lost the anointing in that era to fight against the enemies of God. Samson was a sign of God's consecration in the midst of an apathetic generation. In the time of Samson, there was no army of Israel. They did not want to fight, nor did they want to confront the Philistines. So therefore, God is going to demonstrate his power through one man. That's Samson. No, it is not through steroids. No, it is not through vitamins. No, it was not through working out. I want you to understand it was through the power of the Holy Ghost. And there was a secret to his anointing. Before he was born, his mother was told by heaven 
that he will be a life, lifelong Nazarite. And as long as he was consecrated, the power of God stayed upon him. But as soon as he lost his consecration, he lost his anointing. Now I want you to understand something. We're sharing this with you for an example. For a shadow, just as Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, these things happen for an example unto us that we might learn from the examples in the Hebrew scriptures to make them life in the New Testament scriptures. Do you understand? And so we see, beloved saints, that the men of Judah saw that the Philistines had invaded the land. And they said, why are you come down to us, to the Philistines? And the Philistines said, to take Samson. For as he has done unto us, so we will do unto him. And the men, 3,000 of them, 3,000 Judahites came to Samson at the top of the rock of Etam and said, we have this cord and we are going to bind you and we are going to turn you over to the Philistines. Do you not know that the Philistines are rulers over us? And Samson said, if you bind me, oh my, make sure and swear to me that you will not touch me. Because once the anointing came on him, he's going to go wild. And they said, we're not going to swear that, but we're not going to kill you. So they tied up the hands of Samson in the wheat harvest. Say this with me, during the wheat harvest. Say this with me, it is mentioned because it is spiritually significant of Pentecost. They tied his hands. They bound his hands. And the Bible says the Spirit of God, as soon as the Philistines began to shout against Samson, he heard the sounds of the enemy. And when he heard the sounds of the enemy, the power of the Holy Ghost came upon him. And the fire of God fell on Samson and began to burn off his wrist, the bands on his wrist. The Bible says, and they melted like flax and Samson took the jawbone of a donkey and he slew 1,000 men. I want you to understand this is a type and a shadow of the type of anointing that's going to come upon the believer when the believer receives the baptism in the Holy Ghost. This is a type and a shadow of what will happen when you become baptized with power. The demonic realm will be put under your feet. You will take down principalities. You will take down powers. I hope somebody understands what I'm saying here. You are going to shake up nations. Every spirit, every principality, every power is going to come down at your feet because of the power that is given to you through the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Say this with me, types and shadows. So you can take in your hand. The only thing you have in your hand is your word. 
You take that word and know that through the power that you are receiving in the baptism in the spirit, just as Samson threw, slew 1,000 Philistines, so will you bring down principalities, power, spiritual wickedness, demonic power. You are going to tread on, on scorpions and on snakes. You are going to have all power of the evil one under your feet. And somebody ought to give God the praise. You see, beloved, this power, this power, I want you to see. The Bible tells us in 1 Samuel chapter 6 that there was a visitation that came. During the wheat harvest, the Bible tells us for seven months, the Ark of the Covenant was in the custody of the Philistines. They'd ransacked the tabernacle in Shiloh and they took the ark. But after seven months, it returned. But the Philistines sent it with no driver. And it arrived into Israel in the time of the wheat harvest. You see, God wants to bring the power back in the time of the wheat harvest. God wants to bring, hallelujah, signs and wonders in the time of the wheat harvest. God wants to bring the power of Pentecost back after this pandemic. Stand to your feet and begin to start praying. Thank you for joining us today on our telecast. And today, I want to present to you one of the most powerful miracles in the entire Bible. And that is the miracle of a soul set free. That is the miracle of being born again. Beloved, in this time of the year, we celebrate being born again, receiving a brand new nature, being clean, receiving the power of God to walk in the impossible and to receive Jesus Christ as your very best friend, your closest companion, the one who took the burden of sin off of your life and put it upon himself. He became our penalty. He became our righteousness. He became God's love manifest in the flesh. When he stretched out his arms, he's saying, I love you even more than what you can see on this cross. Beloved saints, this very moment, I want you to pray. And those of you that have never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you can do that right now. Receiving Christ is so simple. You can just invite him right now into your life. Invite him to convert you, to come from death unto life, to serve him all the days of your life. He will pick up the pieces of your pain. He will wash you clean. He will be your best friend, your closest companion, 
and he will lead you to your destiny. Would you say this prayer with us right now? Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Wash me clean. Forgive me of my sins. I want to be born again. Lord Jesus, I want to give you my whole life. I want to serve you every day of my life from this day forward. Amen and amen. Beloved, if you made that commitment today, you can also receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is sealing salvation. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is being submerged in the supernatural. This is what gives us the power to stay faithful to God. This is what gives us the power to go forward in our ministry. This is what gives us the power that when we fall, we get picked back up again. The baptism in the Holy Spirit will keep you. That's why the Bible says, Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you spotless before his throne with exceeding joy. That's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Today, I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person who's never been submerged in the supernatural. I pray right now for those who have never spoken in unknown tongues, for the power of the Holy Ghost to come upon them in their room, at their work, whatever they are doing. Lord God, touch your people right now for that one that's discouraged, for that one that, it, that wants to know, how do I walk in the supernatural? God, I release in the name of Jesus, the anointing of the Holy Ghost to come over them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Read God's word, saints. Read his word every day. Stay close to Jesus. Stay consecrated. Stay separated and stay serving God. Amen and amen. Now, beloved saints, I also want to invite you to become part of our worldwide Hesed. That is Hesed the poorest of the poor all over the world. We help pastors. Our burden right now is in India to persecuted pastors who are so very impoverished, who are not able to evangelize with the depths of evangelization since COVID hit India, one of the worst countries for COVID in the entire world. We are supporting pastors, indigenous pastors, to go forward out of their villages to evangelize Hindus and really absolutely risk their lives for the gospel. I invite you today to be part of worldwide evangelism, helping our pastors, such as Pastor Silas, Pastor Moby, and so many others that God is using greatly for the glory of God. Also, you can be part of our work in Uganda, feeding children every single day, or our work in Pakistan with the marginalized church that is serving God even though they are living in daily threats of radical ideologies trying to pull down the work for the gospel. You can do this today. Help our global initiatives all over the world with giving to poor pastors, orphans, children in their daily feeding programs. By today, sowing your seed with Hesed. That's you can sow today online. Hesed, C-H-E-S-E-D. Text to give. That's C-H-E-S-E-D. 
and you can text it to 77977 or go to our website and so on PayPal at breathofthespirit.org. Thank you for joining us today on this podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Corral, and we'll see you very soon.